Welcome to the Well Read Podcast. My name is Sarah Ray, author and self-proclaimed serial reader, and I am here to enable your reading addiction for the love of books. Use the links in the show notes to find this episode's featured book at your preferred retailer. Thanks for listening. Title, The Alchemist. Author, Paulo Coelho. Genre, fantasy, personal growth, travel, and literary fiction. Uh, format read, scribbed, audio. Star rating, five, or I would give it a 100 out of five if I could. I suppose I could. It's my own podcast, but it's it's my favorite book of all time ever. And I have two favorite quotes to share with you. There is one great truth on this planet. Whoever you are or whatever it is that you do, when you really want something, it's because that desire originated in the soul of the universe. It is your mission on earth. The boy reached through to the soul of the world and saw that it was part of the soul of God. And he saw that the soul of God was his own soul and that he, a boy, could perform miracles. This is my all-time favorite book, and honestly, this book inspired me to even want to do this podcast because I wanted to put how amazing I think this book is out into the world somewhere. So here's a quick premise. The boy's name was Santiago. The Alchemist is a story of a shepherd boy traveling in search of his personal legend, a hoard of buried treasure outside the Egyptian pyramids. Along the way, he learns about alchemy, the soul of the world, the language of the world, omens, love, and the unbearable human condition of settling for less than what the universe has planned for you. This book is moving. It has replaced Stargirl and the Unicorn Chronicles as my all-time number one favorite book, but of course these two books still hold second and third place. I put this book on such a high pedestal that I'm confident no book will ever replace it. If I were to point you towards one singular book that perfectly illustrated every single spiritual belief I hold as a human being, it would be The Alchemist. And you might not know that my main brand is Spiritually Inspired. That's my main podcast and my main business. And so everything I do has a spiritual twist to it. And The Alchemist just really resonates with me. It resonates with my soul. I like to be goofy and playful on this podcast as best as I can, but it's hard for me to joke around when it comes to this incredible novel. Every single sentence rings with universal truth and profundity. I feel as though I have a really hard time expressing the true masterpiece I believe this book to be in my own words without basically rewriting the entire book or just making you read this book. Normally, it's easy for me to rattle off the things that I love or hate about a book, but with this one, it's so miraculous and perfect and esoteric that a 10-minute podcast episode couldn't possibly do it justice. Every time heavy emotions creep up and refuse to falter in my life, I reach for this book. It's very comforting me for me to listen to Jeremy Irons, who reads the audiobook on Scribd, retell the tale of a boy in pursuit of his personal legend, learning the language of the world and connecting with the soul of the world. It helps remind me 
that my humanity and my earthly problems, while important and relevant, are not all there is. And there is so much more beyond that depression and anxiety and that daily struggle of responsibility that we all face. The alchemist always prompts me to think about my own personal legend and how I can pursue it rather than stray away from it. It reminds me that the soul of the world is ever present, it's ever loving, and it does not take a special person to connect with it, only a willing person. From a literary and writing standpoint, I love that this book doesn't really specify character names. All the characters do have names, but they are generally referred to as the boy and the alchemist and the Englishman and so on. And it's really artsy and unique. That's why I love that the first line of this book is the boy's name was Santiago, but then he never gets referred to as Santiago ever again in this in this book. And I just think it's a really cool artistic um, twist in this novel. This story also feeds the traveling bug within me, especially since the last couple of years, since I haven't traveled in multiple years, and I'm sure you haven't either. The boy goes by, goes to many places, and he meets many people, and he learns so much while he's in pursuit of his personal legend. And everyone can relate to the boy and all the wise words he hears in one way, shape, or form. And he also just has such a crazy roller coaster of a ride where there's points where he has so much gold that he, you know, gives it away. And there's also points where he doesn't have a penny and he's to start completely from scratch. And he just does this all so chill like <laughs> he's not afraid to keep going in pursuit of his personal legend. I mean, yeah, he has doubts at times and he's scared often, but he never stops going in search of his personal legend because the soul of the world and his omens are telling him that he needs to keep going forward. And, and it's, it's just absolutely beautiful and inspiring. I just love it. The audiobook version on Scribd, as I mentioned, is read by Jeremy Irons, which in itself is just fantastic. I mean, who doesn't love Jeremy Irons, right? As you know, he is a really talented actor and he is just as talented of a voice actor as any other audiobook narrator out there. And he brings all the characters to life really effortlessly. They all have their own voices, which is something I require in my audiobook narrators for fictions. And I really appreciate that Jeremy Irons does such a great job. It's beautiful. Um, so that alone really should be compelling enough for you to listen to this one. Out of all the books I talk about on this podcast, this is the most important one. If you only ever read one book recommendation from me, make it this one. If you ever get stranded on a desert island and can only bring one book with you, make it this one. Shh, spoilers ahead. So the first time I read The Alchemist, I was a bit confused towards the end when he was talking to his heart. I had a hard time imagining what the author had intended and like what this meant. And when he was trying to turn himself into the wind and talking to the sun as well, I none of it was metaphorical. And I just had a, I was just a little confused. But the more I thought about it and the more times I read it, I've read this book at least six times now, the more it made sense to me and the more it, it, that suspension of disbelief sit in a little bit. And I realized that this was just on a theme for the book throughout the whole thing. He was using the language of the world, which is pure love, to communicate with all these entities and humans as well. So it, this was a beautiful, this is beautiful from a story and a literary standpoint because it kept consistent with the themes and it was foreshadowed a lot as well, which I learned the more that I reread this one. Uh, when he eventually succeeds in turning himself into the wind, it is miraculous and it's so, it's so godlike. He keeps the wind and the sun 
uh, he teaches the wind and the sun that there's more to love than what they think they know by observing humans on earth. And he kind of shows them up a little bit and they love him for that. And they appreciate him for that. And they respect him for that. He is always learning from all the other characters, but the other characters are always learning way more from him, except maybe with the exception of the actual alchemist when he's traveling with him. Every single person the boy meets understands him when he talks about his personal legend. And it is so profound. The boy is so smart and compassionate and kind. And he takes the time to really get to know each person and learn a great deal about them. And he is so trusting. I mean, at times that gets him in trouble, and other times that keeps him from going insane when he's traveling through the desert in the middle of a war. So he's his trusting nature and his compassion is something I live up to and I want I want to live up to and I want to emulate for myself. I especially enjoy the part of the story where he is working in the crystal shop. It's probably a little less than halfway through. The crystal shop owner is such an important archetype that I often reference in my work on my main brand, Spiritually Inspired. He openly admits to the boy that he knows what his dreams are. He knows what his personal legend is, but he's comfortable where he is and has no intention of pursuing it. I can't remember the exact quote. I didn't write it down, but he says that he wants to just dream his dream while the boy wants to pursue and live his dream. But he only wants to dream his dream and he knows this and and he's okay with this. So while working in the shop, the boy continuously offers up new ideas to make the shop more successful, and they all do in the end, but not without a lot of resistance from the shop owner, who eventually tells the boy that he's forcing him to examine the fact that he is willingly complacent, and he's making him uncomfortable. And this character really illustrates the exact type of person that needs this book the most, which is why I think that he was expertly placed towards the beginning of the book so that if you can kind of take that journey with him and recognize yourself with in him, if you are that type of person, and then you can kind of follow the boy as he continues to pursue his personal legend. I often think about this crystal shop owner, and I see this crystal shop owner and people that I meet sometimes um, who are purposefully keeping their lives small, and they know they're not living up to their full potential, but they're doing it on purpose, and they're okay with it. I This archetype is way more common than I wish it were, and I, from a literary standpoint, it's an important archetype to express. So they know it could be different, but they choose not to make it different. That's a hard thing for me to resonate with, but I know those people are out there. So I thought that was an interesting portion of the story. And this book ends perfectly, in my opinion, with his personal legend being realized after continuous trials, testing his desire to succeed and continuous omens always coming his way that he never, never forgets about. So he does eventually succeed in his personal legend. But I would have loved a formal resolution on his relationship with the beautiful love of his life, Fatima, that he meets in the desert. But the way it's wrapped up is perfectly fitting with all the foreshadowing and the themes in the story, as well as her character. I just wish that it would have been a little bit more concrete. That's just what I prefer in a book. Uh, We're meant to just assume the future of his life because I'm pretty sure the last thing he says or thinks is something along the lines of, I'm coming back to you, Fatima, or something like that. uh, so we know that he eventually does make it back to her, but I just, I I wish it was a little more concrete. I would have happily listened to three more hours of this book. It was a short one. I don't think I mentioned, but it was only like four-ish hours long, the audiobook. So I, it could have definitely been a little bit longer to wrap this up, but I mean, everything was succeeded. So this little thing um, 
is does not outshine the fact that this book is mind-blowing and overall and my absolute number one favorite story of all time. One in every two bibliophiles suffer from abibliophobia, the fear of running out of reading material. <gasps> Keep yourself safe and subscribe to this podcast so you never have to worry about running out of book recommendations ever again. Phew, that was a close one.